Hello, this is Janet Gallon welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And we have today for you all something so unusual. Wendy Drake has, uh, you know, I'm going to go to you quickly because I'm going to hold up this book and let's just go to you <coughs> and tell you, tell me, please, how you can, this is just such solid gold in the world of <laughs> writing. How did you come to buy this collection of a thousand letters? And it was really a thousand and go ahead, you mm -hmm. start. Yes. The first collection um, was a result of a a necessary young person's need to buy things inexpensively to furnish our, our first home. And I was going with a friend that uh, was also my writing partner to estate and yard sales. And uh, we were about to quit for the oh, day. You were, you were going to look for something that wasn't letters. You were just looking, as you say, to fill you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, we would buy a chair, some dishes, sometimes, you know, appliances or whatever we needed for the homes for her home or my home. And we were about to quit one day. It was July, it was hot, it was Ohio, it was humid. <laughs> and we saw this sign for one more sale. And that's a, chap that's a chapter title in one of my book, in, in that book that um, talks about how we, we decided to stop, we agreed to stop, I was about to leave and then I saw this box. And I, it, it was like, magic. I was looking across the yard. It really didn't look like there was anything there that I wanted. And this box practically drew me across the yard. Let me ask you something. Did you grow up writing letters? No, I didn't. No. So it's not like you were an avid letter writer or they had appealed to you in some other way before this. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Um, I had, I had just started a, a my path down a creative life. I had just uh, started The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron um, as a result of taking a course at um, Columbus College of Art and Design. I was doing in the evening while I was doing my day job. And I think that I was just kind of open to creativity. And I was looking, I had, at that time, I thought I would just use it for writing material, which of course I ended up doing. Okay. Yes. yes. So I, I have a question. So this was an open box and you could see that there were a thousand letters in it or what? No, that's a great question. It was closed. So you might remember there used to be these cardboard boxes that you could buy from like, it used to be Kmart or, you know, a big box store. I think they were called banker's boxes, I think. Yes, but these were the flat, like three feet long by oh. about a foot wide and you would slide it under the bed. Ah, yes. Yeah. And so it had one of those um, baby blue tops and you could just tell it had been sitting in a damp basement forever. And, um, and, and I just wanted to open that box. So I did. <laughs> and you saw, and I saw these rows and rows and rows of letters. And I just, just in that moment, I thought, I asked the host of that sale, what was going to happen to these letters? And he said, oh, we'll send them off to a sale and some collector will buy them. And I just thought that was so impersonal. <laughs> like, how can you like let these letters go? Um, and 20 years later, I actually connected with the son of that estate sale um, and tried to return these letters to him. Oh, wait, so um, how long ago did you buy this box of letters? That box of letters I bought in 1996. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. so, okay. Yeah. 
And it took 20 years because I, I was working. I have had a career in IT and I've loved my career and I've spent a lot of time in my career. I just didn't have time to work on them. So I carted them around the country. And then finally in 2012, I lost my job, which is pretty uh -huh. typical. That in you IT. mentioned that, yes. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, well, I have time. Let's, let's see where this goes. So uh, got very lucky. Um, some friends of ours knew some friends that lived in Hawaii and we had a home here in Boulder. And so we switched homes for the summer. And I went there for the summer and took my letters and yeah. wrote the book. <laughs> okay, now you read, obviously you read these letters. Yes. <clears throat> when were they written? So the first set of a thousand were written from nine, uh, late 1800s wow. into the forties. Yeah. What, all by the same person? No, a uh, hundred of the letters and the hundred that I opened and read were from mama. And um, yes, you, mom, have, you have a lot of, yes. Yeah. So mama's letters were to her daughter, Louise. And uh, then there were, I would say there are probably a couple of dozen other writers to Louise mostly, um, but the ones to mama really resonated with me at the time. And so those are the ones I wrote the book about. Now, what, what did you learn about the people who wrote the letter? You know, I have, I am such a fan of the adventure that comes with found letters. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, it just happens at this stage of my life, for some reason, people have sent me back letters that I have written to them like 50 years ago. Yeah. And what I, what I learned was, I mean, they were cleaning out because of pandemic and they went into closets and found, you know. Sure. And um, what I learned is you can learn a lot about a person Yes. From what that, so what did you learn about the people who wrote these letters? So um, I'd say that the main takeaway that I learned about this particular set, so I was exploring a mother-daughter relationship and- um, Because of your own or- Because of my own, yeah. I think that's why I gravitated towards Mama and Louise's yeah, sure. relationship. And you have to keep in mind, I only have one side, this set of letters, I have two sides, which is going to be interesting. Okay. But in that set of letters, I only had mama's side. And in the first part of the book, when I'm going through her letters, I really was reading her letters through the filter of my own relationship with my mother, which as the book explains, was not great. And I think the main takeaway for me was that that filter can be pretty dangerous <laughs> if you're not aware of it, right? And so the, the awareness that it gave me was not just about my own mother relationship and, and sort of projecting that on any other kind of mother-daughter relationship, but any kind of relationship. Just being aware of what I bring to the table in terms of my own relationships, I think made me a more aware and present. Is your mother still with us? I think so. Yes. Oh, okay. I think I would have known if okay. I think somebody would have told me if she wasn't, but we're not in touch. I see that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about you said that the next set of letters that you read, you had two sides. Yes. So the second set of letters is the subject. Uh, um, I hope it's okay if I say my YouTube channel. <laughs> you say, oh, yes, I'd like you to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, the second set of letters is the subject of my YouTube channel, Another Thousand Letters. That's the title. 
And that set of letters is a thousand letters between my grandparents who were writers for the uh, New Yorker magazine in the 1930s and beyond. Oh, I'm sorry, um, I, I missed it. This is your grandparents. Yes. Who actually yeah. were writers. Now, how did you get their letters? Yes, so uh, both, we had three um, sudden deaths in our family in 2018. Sorry about that. Let me see if I can turn that off. I'll do that while I'm talking. But we had um, three sudden deaths in 2018, um, one of which was my father in May and my stepmother and her mother the prior March. So fast forward, um, it took a while to settle everything because it was rather complicated with two deaths at the same time. And my siblings spent most of their time because they were closer and settled the estate. So everything went into storage and I got everything um, last summer. I drove across the country. I live in Boulder, Colorado, and I drove to Ohio. And I was just noticing this the other day that the place where I picked up the letters, the storage unit, this family storage unit is two blocks from the first chapter of my first book. Wow. So I was- Now, did you, really, had you known about these letters all along? Yeah, I, I didn't actually remember that they were in that storage unit until I picked it up. What did you feel like when you first saw them? A little overwhelmed <laughs> because I knew how much work the first set yeah, was. You could see the obligation that was about to fall under your shoulders to read yes, them, right? Yes, and the fact that they were, so 600 of those thousand letters are between Helen and Charles, my grandparents, <laughs> um, during World War II. And I've, I've peeked into those letters at this point. And I've also started doing a little bit of research into World War II. Oh, I was wondering about that, yes. Um, and I, I just think that's going to be really hard. <laughs> In what way? Um, well, just, you know, World War II alone, um, just the history of it. Yeah. You know, if you peel back a couple of layers, it's not a glamorous time right. for the world. And I think it's important to remember. Um, but I'm also at a point where I need, I'm going to need to have some strength to get through that, that period of time in our country. But you read 600 letters? Pardon? You already have read 600 of those letters? No. Oh, you have? No. Oh. Mm -mm. No. You, you can see it. they're all right there. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. You've read some of them. Yeah. So I've read these. These are the 1942 letters. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, our best history comes from, <laughs> what do you call it? You know, eyewitnesses. Yeah. Have, did you learn anything about them that you never knew? And yes. Was your mother's parents or your father's parents? These are my father's parents. Okay. So um, I, I didn't, there, there's a lot of I'm learning, not necessarily from the letters, but from the whole collection. So I also have, I don't know if you can see it right there. There's yeah. a bin right there. Yes. And that whole bin is full of New Yorker articles. You know, I'm just wondering, would you like to tell us the names of your grandparents? Maybe people would like to go look them up as writers. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Helen and Charles Cook. Um, Charles wrote over, I think he's over a thousand articles for the New Yorker published and Helen wrote 50 
for and, which. And what was the last date of Charles's article? Like how far back do we have to go? 1975, I think. Okay. Yes. And um, so I, what I didn't learn this in the letters, but well, to answer your question about the letters, the thing that I, I did not know their wedding date. Um, I have a family genealogy, but I don't have all primary data that supports that. So that's the main thing I learned from the letters about them. And kind of, I started to learn about his history going into the, um, into the Army Air Force. He was in the intelligence unit or an officer in the in intelligence in World War II. Um, and he wanted to start out from the bottom. So even though he had a degree, he could have gone in as an officer immediately, but he went through basic training. Mm -hmm. And so their letters start there when he goes to Atlantic City and does basic training and then moves on to Miami to do specialist training. How long um, was he apart? Let's see. I think they were apart for about, well, they, you know, they were apart for a couple of years by the time the war was over. Um, so from 42 to 45, I think he was in for three years. That's a long time. It is a long time. Were, Especially, there, was, were the letters romantic? Were a lot of them, was there? Well, I haven't gotten to both sides of the letters yet. So uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, the first set of the letters that I've read from Helen are from 1942 when he goes off to basic training. I don't have his side of those but I do have all of those letters up there in those red bins. Those are on the left are from him and on the right are from her. I have, the war. I have a question that's just burning in my heart. Yes. Are you going to publish these, not just, not your writing, mm -hmm. but publish them as letters between the two of them to shine um, on a new history of World War II and that era? That's a great question. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Do you I think people you would do? Be, <laughs> do you think people would be interested in that? Yes, I okay. do. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't. Be, I don't like to be bossy about love letters or letters. But <laughs> that is just so tempting, you know. Um, there was recently a book out, a collection of Bob Hope's letters. Yes. <laughs> and I think I think people are very ready. I mean, I realize that, you know, he was a celebrity and world known, but mm -hmm. there, I think people are really needing to have firsthand accounts of what life was like in certain eras, mm -hmm. the 40s, mm -hmm. you know, I think that, well, the 50s, the 60s, I don't know about after that, but fascinating. There's okay. certain words that are so important and yeah. okay. Anyway, I hope you do it. How is this all making you feel? about yourself and your own heritage and what you were lucky enough to get genetically, if I may take a guess. Oh, wow. That's a very interesting question um, because uh, as re I reveal in my, in my book, um, I find out when I'm 33 years old that my dad's not actually my dad. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, yes. I'm <laughs> here. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things about found letters that you find Exactly. Can you and, tell um, that? Is that part of me? You want to tell us how you found that? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was. Don't. Pardon me? If it's too personal, don't. I don't want you to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. Oh, thank you for asking. It, it's actually in the book. Um, okay. So 
I was leaving to leaving Ohio to come here to Colorado. I had a job here and I had just graduated from my MBA program at Ohio state. And, um, my mother decided at that time that that was a good time to tell me that my dad wasn't my dad and, uh, was, was pretty traumatic at the time because apparently everybody around me knew except me. <laughs> it was probably, was it traumatic for him as well? I think it was because they were, they really had no relationship at all, had been divorced for many, many years. And I was already, I was already very close to my stepmother and considered her my mother because, you know, that was our family. Mm. Um, and, and that's how I found out it was a drive, you know, to pick up a relative that, um, I was going to see for the last time for a while, because I was going to be starting my job out here. And uh, that's how I found out. Of the importance of found letters. Yeah. For so many reasons, but partly personally to clear out the cobwebs sometimes. Yes, yes. So I think it's actually a, it's a really interesting question that you ask because it's, it's, fascinating to me how much I have in common with Helen, despite the fact that there's probably not a genetic line. Um, Oh, is your stepmother? uh, No, with Helen Cook, my grandmother. Oh, oh, of course. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's not a genetic line because the relationship is the grandfather's side. Is that what you're saying? No, because I was adopted effectively. Oh, another, okay. Another point. (laughs) Right. You have so many, you have so many books here. (laughs) yeah so don't we all we all have many books we do but yes we do but yours is of course on so many different levels that is not so common I mean your grandparents and unfortunate relationship with your mother and that you were adopted and your dad wasn't your dad and you've got all these 1940s history Mm -hmm. yes yeah um Um, do you know anything about your um biological father? I do not. And I was not interested in pursuing that because, you know, I'd known my dad as my dad since I had grown up. I had never known anything else. And, um, I think if if the letters led to that as well, Mm. no, no, not, not maybe indirectly, maybe indirectly. I say, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've got a lot of avenues to pursue if you want to. Yes. In life. What what are some of them? So um, some of them. So I think I'm still finding my voice around this particular project. Sure. And yeah, and I'm trusting that process. Um, I don't know if you've seen the episode about Sister Jay. Um, She's actually a Catholic sister that I connected with through this project um, because many of the photos that I have, um, like I did pull some out. I've got a whole slew of photos on the floor right here. You have some in the book, which is wonderful. Yes. Yes. Um, And from the Another Thousand Letters project, I have many, many more photos. So the first project, I have hardly any photos, but this project, I bet I have a couple thousand. Wow. Yeah. This anyway, it's quite astounding. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you found me. I want to thank you for finding me. You're welcome. Contacting me. You're welcome. Uh, your, 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 what you're doing 
to me is um, it's super inspiring. I, I, as I told you, I loved many of your other guests. Um, and they, yes. And these connections that you make with people, I think that like you said earlier, we need these connections right now. Yes. Yes. So again, you know, just thank you for doing with this. There's so much more to talk about. If, mm-hmm. if in your journey, unfortunately we're limited by time, but mm-hmm. in your journey, you want to come back okay. talk about anything else you've discovered. I will. Let me know. I would love to. And I wish you the best of luck with your channel as well. I will keep watching it. It's one of my favorites. Good. I'm glad. Now, I, I just want to say something before we sign off. And mm-hmm. that is to encourage people to uh, keep letters. Mm-hmm. I, I think most people do. Mm-hmm. To encourage people to keep letters and to start digging around your closets and your attics and your garages and wherever you might find information about yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. Yes. Found letters, open the doors. I mean, you know, not to go into it, but sometimes you find that you have half siblings that you never knew about because they was having a sweetheart affair. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, you know, or you, you just can find out so many things that enrich life also sometimes can make life more complicated. I understand that. Yeah. But ultimately, when you know the truth about your own heritage, isn't that a plus? Mm-hmm. Yes. I was uh, researching last week. Uh, one of the questions I had kind of posed to myself was, why is history important? Why is this history important? Right. And one of the answers I found really landed well with me. And that is that if you understand your own history, you know where you're coming from and that enables you to go forward. Yes. So that lands with me. And I think- And it enables you to go forward with some kind, you know, so often people who are, I mean, I've seen this among friends and, you know, people who are adopted or people who have had any kind of life outside of their birth parents for any reason. there's a comfort, I think, yes. yeah, in finding out who you really are. Because I think very often people yeah. I've known are just a little uncomfortable and felt a little bit, who am I mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. And then yeah. the, these found letters just clarify so much. Well, thank you. So just until next time, this is Janet Gallon saying goodbye. And I hope we'll talk again. Thanks a lot. Because likewise, there's a lot more to talk about. Thank you for doing this. Bye. And I I hope you just get so many books out of this. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Goodbye.